You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good afternoon. Welcome to Conversations and Meditations. I'm your host, Virgil Varix. Welcome to the show. Okay. So we have a really exciting show today for you. We have today a few guests, uh, all former uh, guests on the show, former uh, participants. We got Sudo. How you doing, Sudo? I'm doing good. How's everybody else doing? Very good. Very good. I uh, got my man, D. How you doing, dude? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having John. me. Hell yeah, of course. Of course. Matt? So I'm having a great day so far. Can't wait to make it better with these next two hours. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and uh, Danny, how you doing, dude? Doing real well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I kind of was, you know, now that, you know, politics are coming more into the light, more into the atmosphere, I was kind of thinking of, and I kind of try not to look at politics, you know, uh, black and white. I try not to look, look at politics in the sense of um, it being... I guess something connected to something greater than myself because I, I do think I am a participant in politics. I don't think politics is above me or you know there's something there. But I, I do think right now it's really important to kind of discuss, I guess, political terms because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication and uh, a lot of honest fumbling when it comes to what is the left and what's the right or even you know whether or not if these terms are meaningful, right? Um, have has things changed and evolved in such a way that you know that these terms are no longer important? Are these terms something that are outdated and that we need a new description, a new understanding of something, or are these terms kind of good and we just kind of need to better understand and better kind of bring it down to, I guess, a more you know common you know setting? So for you guys. Because I think so. I think that's why it's important to talk about it. So, for all you here today, why do you think it's important, Matt? Why do you think it's important to kind of talk about, get, kind of get down what is left and what is right, and why why it's important, why it's or why it's not? Uh, looking at the state of the country today, if we're going to be talking mostly about U.S. politics, yeah, primarily, um, it's definitely more divided than it has been in at least the recent past. Mm-hmm. The left and the right have become such opposite paradigms mm-hmm. that um it's really kind of dividing the country okay and so if we want to grow and heal as a country it's important that we nail these terms down we come to understand them better because if you have a lot of people getting so upset over these things mm-hmm. and the core of how they understand them is 
flawed, mm-hmm. that can lead to a whole lot of issues. Got you. Now, so do you think – so you would see that a discussion on a topic such as this today would be a an attempt to kind of unmuddy the waters and an attempt to kind of, I guess, you know, clear the clouds and make a way for understanding between both sides so both sides kind of have a understanding to one another so they, they can more accurately communicate for future political endeavors. Is that what you're kind of getting at? That's definitely part of it. Okay, what else? To expand on that, just the idea that um, you have these two sides, and right now there's a lot of screaming at each other, but not a lot of listening going on. Gotcha, gotcha. And just trying to promote a environment where listening is even possible, <laughs> where you can have a conversation about these things without it devolving into a screaming match, gotcha. one side to the other. Okay. Is important for us to be able to move forward. Gotcha. Now, D, what do you think about that in terms of why do you think it's important to talk about it? Why do you think it's important to kind of, you know, break it down? What do you think? I think right now it's just a semantics issue. No one really knows where everyone's coming from. People <laughs> keep having their, you know, uh, their sides mischaracterized. And the screaming matches, you know, I, I thank God maybe it's just the the friends that I have. You know, we don't have real screaming matches or it's not as bad as it seems when you go on social media or you turn on the news. It's people are pretty empathetic to each other's sides if we're just willing to just come to the table and just ask and just ask questions instead of just lecturing to each other Mm -hmm. and just asking. So where are you coming from? You identify this way. But you believe in this, this, and this. Yeah, and for what reasons? Is that the case? Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't actually belong where they say that they identify. Gotcha. Where they actually belong. So, and, and this is kind of gets into a deeper thing because I do think that you know when people mention left and right, and we'll get into this obviously more deeper in a second. Um, but you know there is a political context of left and right, but there's also a context, like, you know, cultural context. You know, like for instance, there is. So if somebody is from. Let's say Topeka, Kansas, you know, that that is probably the most liberal place in Kansas. But I guarantee you it's way more conservative than, you know, take, you know, Manhattan. So, uh, Sudo, what do you think and why do you think it's important to talk about the distinctions, distinction between politics and kind of making sense of it, I guess, or or trying to make sense of it? Um, I think you guys all, like, had really valid points, and I think, like, all of those are kind of, like, the answer, you know, like, each of you guys had a part of it. Okay. Um, so my thing is, is that basically it's kind of, like, um, knowing these terms, like, left versus right, all of mm-hmm. that stuff does create understanding, but also, um, like, it creates a foundation to work from, you know? Okay. It's kind of like the basic building blocks. Mm, I see, I see. So it's like a – so for you, you would see, like, a discussion of this sort would be a – like you said, a foundational uh, point so that we can build something upon it, right? Yeah. Meaning – so build something upon it can mean building programs or building understanding, right? It can mean many different things, yeah. right? Okay. And like um, D said, like – Coming to the table yes. too, like you know, with like what everybody's kind of working with. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get it. Totally get it. Now, Danny, where do you, where do you, th- why do you think it's important to talk about, you know, what is left and what is right and why it kind of matters? Yeah, I mean, to piggyback what everyone else was saying, I think, uh, like D was saying, it's definitely a semantics thing because I know Matt and I, in particular, I feel like we've had like debates, friendly debates that started in one place, and then by the end of it, 
we've had so many sub arguments that are just over like what terms mean and mm. then like we don't even end up by the end of it we're just kind of in a very civil way fighting and not even <laughs> talking about what we were like originally what brought this to rise yeah so i do think yeah it can be helpful but i'm also wondering as i'm hearing it talked out now yeah if dividing things into left and right and pinning them down, nailing down what they mean, if that can also cause further division because then you get so caught up in that team mentality of like I'm leftist, I'm rightist. Yeah. Because I just know for myself growing up at an early age, I found myself to be more liberal and since then, a lot of my ideas just – or my convictions just come from going, well, that's the leftist view and then you know you get caught up in that echo chamber of only reading that. And, uh-huh. Yeah, for a long time. And so time. I don't even know if that's really authentic to who I am. Got you. No, for sure, for sure. Well, I think that's kind of the thing. Is like it's it's amazing and kind of you know weird to to think that a lot of our politics, I guess, come from or can be originated from experiences and originated from our personality and the way we you know take things and you know deal with things. But I I do think that you do bring a good point when it comes to whether or not it's a good idea to kind of. Put a you know the spectrum is left and right, and I think that's why you know you look at a political compass test. You know there is economic left, economic right, authoritarian up on the top, and libertarian to the bottom. Which refer to instead of economic, like social issues such as like so like an example, a libertarian would believe that you have an ethical right to own your own body, your own labor, and the product of your labor. You know you may want to use it and trade it and dispose of it in however way you want to do it, wherever, whenever, with whomever. Um, no, like elected leader can or ruler can kind of ethically threaten you with violence as long as you don't initiate threats of violence against other people, mm-hmm. right? And, and and then obviously you can't infringe upon the equal ownership of rights of others as well. Mm-hmm. But like an authoritarian kind of gives an exception to a ruling class, I would say, of some type. Yeah. Whether now, and when I say a ruling class, you can look at that in many and various different ways. Also- so like. An example, two examples, the ruling class, let's say, of the uh, Soviet Union was the vanguard party, right? And then you could also take in a you know, complete opposite way the Nazi party. Right. You know, and, and those two things would be an example of left and right authoritarian, authoritarianism as it's currently understood. I do think to a certain degree if the dichotomy is uh, libertarian, authoritarian, it already feels framed in a certain way where one yeah. side is pro-liberty and one side is like – Authoritarian to me immediately gives connotations of like totalitarianism and yeah, like that. Of and I think that's a little unfair because there's also a side of it where it's like, I want my drugs to be regulated. I want there to be traffic lights. And I don't oh, think no. that's like, I, you know I, I mean? wouldn't call that authoritarianism though. Okay. See, the thing is like, that's why, like, you know, when it's on a spectrum, it would be, you know, and the thing is like, so for instance, people would like to say, oh, um, people will mention communism and then go and say that, well, that's, you know, completely totalitarian. Authoritarian. It's like, well, it depends what type of communism you're talking about, right? There's, you know, there's Marxism and then there's the Kropotkin, uh, Buchanan, you know, type of, you know, anarcho syndicalism, which Chomsky's a fan of. And then you have like, you know, the Jacobins and the, you know, the, uh, Fabian Society of London who were have, you know, who wanted to use the state in different ways to, you know, put socialist policies. So I think it's like, I think it's good in a sense because you could look at someone like an anarcho-syndicalist, you know, or mutual, you know, mutualism. They would be on the bottom when it comes to libertarianism, but they'd be all the way to the left. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think it gives enough nuance, at least like what Sudo was saying, enough nuance to have a foundation to build upon. I don't know. Would you would you think that would be accurate, or do you think that 
a four quadrant type of situation still has limitations and are, are those limitations something we can kind of break down and kind of get into? I don't know. I guess it, to me, it feels the same to me as the two. The, is it, the, is it the, dichotomy the, of the two? Yeah. Like I – there's pros and cons probably to it. Of course. And well, I guess we'll unpack that as we move forward. Of course. Right. Of course. Now, when, when, you, when you guys think of uh, authoritarian and libertarian in the sense that I just mentioned it, right? Um, now, I guess something – and I guess before we get into that because that probably will, will unpack a few different things. I guess I kind of want to explain another thing. We talked a little bit about this. So we talked about the political compass test and how it has a four-quadrant axis. And obviously, it can cause some confusion in some circles, uh, including with me as well, to be honest with you. Um, but there's another type of thing out there you know, called the horseshoe theory, right? In political science and you know, in most discourse today, it says that the far left and far right are closer than they would be – closer than – rather than being at opposite sides at the ends of the – political continuum, they closely resemble one another. So I think it was a French philosopher kind of came up with this. I think his name is Jean-Pierre Fay. I think he said that the similarities between far left and far right, including their propensity to authoritarianism and totalitarianism kind of makes – that's why the, 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 you know, the way you – know, because a horseshoe at the bottom of a horseshoe, the two ends are way closer than in the middle where left and right would be. So – I don't know. It has a lot of criticism, but I think that might be a a, a little tweak that you could add to the spectrum yeah. to kind of give it some more legs. I right. feel like and it's something to kind of because I, I do think that when it comes to authoritarianism, libertarianism, you know, the the two ends being like that versus having to go that way kind of can fix things. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, what do you think about at least the, the political compass or the idea of trying to I guess somehow map out your politics or politics in general and then kind of displaying it. Do you think it's too – do you think it might involve too much, um, I don't know, analysis or is it like analysis by paralysis, paralysis by analysis, too much analyzing can cause a paralysis and understanding or do you think that it allows for greater understanding? Like as if it's it's too complicated and it creates a paradox in yeah. what the results become. Yeah. I guess because I mean when you come down to it, 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 both sides, both of them, in my opinion, from from everything that I've read and and what you know the conversations that I've had, it comes down to everyone's assumptions and observations on what human nature is. Mm, you no, know, okay. what do you think? Uh, do you think humans are inherently evil and therefore we can't trust authority or that maybe mm-hmm. we can all come together and then you get maybe one side? Gotcha. And so people kind of get dug in into what their assumptions and their observations empirically through their lives that gotcha. they've gotten. Okay. So I, I mean it just comes to persuasion. I don't know. I, I know what side that I probably lean. Okay. But those are – Yeah. And like I, I kind of guess we're going to get into like w- w- our definitions of left and right. But Matt, you wanted to say something? Oh, that was a long time ago. I got, I got something new. Oh, I got, you got some, got some new. I got form. something new now. Okay, go ahead. So, whenever we're talking about left, right, whenever we're trying to classify all of this political stuff, yeah, it really depends on what the collective definition or whatever the collective understanding of this is. Mm-hmm. So, right now, June twenty ninth, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Whatever the seven billion. There's seven billion people on Earth. Yes. Every single one of them, to a point, has an idea of what they think communism is. 
Okay, that's an example. The yeah. sum of every single person's idea of what it is yeah. is what it is. No. 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 That's no. not how language – well, kind of is how yes, language it works. Yes, it is. Oh, it's yes, a, it is. No, it words are to... slippery and they're – Communism – Communism – You me up until for that instance, last bit. Yeah. For instance, let me, try to, let me try to explain this a little bit further. That feels more like it's you deciding what it is. Let me try – no. <laughs> well, you've decided that that's no. what it is. It's the middle ground. That's not what I'm saying. Good, good. I'm saying that not what it is is. The actual definition of it doesn't depend on what each individual person thinks. Okay. But the idea that each individual person has their own idea in their head of course, based true. on all the past experiences of what they have come to believe communism means to them. But they can be okay. incorrect. They That's, can be. Okay. They can be. But being incorrect about it. They're incorrect. That's still what they think. Okay? Actually, whether or not you think it's incorrect or they think it's incorrect is kind of irrelevant. I think I'm coming around more to your to side. To the way. point of that's what they believe, anyways, regardless of who thinks it's incorrect or not. They still think that. But we so, have somewhere we can come back to, right? You're saying there is an objective definition there, but the aggregate of everyone else's objective. opinion comes to a, f- a public definition, you're saying? The aggregate of everyone else's opinion would affect could affect the actual definition of the term itself. So then Merriam-Webster has to go back and change it down the road, you're saying? I think it comes down to that prescriptivist versus descriptivist thing where prescriptivists and linguistics believe there is an objective term and there are authorities on language who write down what the specific definition is, where descriptivists believe that language is created by society, by people, and that definitions change over time based on how they're actually used by people and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what you're saying is that just because you could say red is listed as this color, but if everyone else in the world is using it this way, I don't really – can I swear on this show? Yeah, of course. I don't give a shit what Merriam-Webster says. If we all think red looks <laughs> like this, that's what red is. Like there's no authority on language well, if you're descriptive. Wait, but can I ask a question then? Please. Like um, – because I feel like that's a slippery slope. <laughs> Super slippery. Because yeah. like what if everybody's like starts believing 2 plus 2 equals 5? Thank you. I think the thing Thank is, though, you. we're lying if we suggest that it's impossible to avoid it being slippery. If we're going to suggest that there's slopes, this stable ground. Slopes are slippery. <laughs> yes. Slopes, I think slippery is connected to slope. I, think, I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it, slope is necessary at all, guys. <laughs> I think we can be objective about it. Well, how do you figure out slope again? Is it uh, rise over run. run. Wow. A couple of math guys on the board, a couple of STEMIs over here. Only if you give me a spreadsheet. My whole point of bringing this up is just that uh, it can get tricky when everyone yeah. has their own idea of what something is I'm, and yeah. you have no way of knowing what each other person actually thinks about so it. So shouldn't you bring them to the table to come to a, a, a definition? Because, I mean, if you just go along with it, then no. that's where you're going to have so, running around. Like, no one's going to agree with anything. Yeah. I mean, was that the problems you guys had in the Like Danny yeah. was talking earlier, whenever – not whenever, but sometimes when we talk whenever. about <laughs> – <laughs> When we talk about this stuff – it can get to a point where our definite our idea like at first when we're talking about it we're like oh yeah we kind of understand what this means we think we know where each other's coming from but the more we unpack it and the yeah. more we actually well, get into the meanings of these words we realize that the connotations that we have associated with these words that we're using yeah. to define the terms we're talking about are very very different well really yeah well- i agree but let's think at the same time though before any – I think any good faith conversation requires a agreeing on words. I think context matters obviously and I think you know, the context of how you're using words, 
specifically in, in your arguments and your just getting your you know discourse. If it's if you guys can you know agree to how it's being used, then I think a good faith conversation can occur. But if there is no way for if it's impossible to agree on how something is being used currently, then there's no way for I guess any type of understanding to be made. So I, I guess so. Here's an example. Right. You know, the concept of left and right historically comes from the French, you know, legislator. They uh, were, I guess, the aristocrats sat on the right. You know, the, the conservative aristocrats, and then you know, the radicals and the men of the people sat on the left of the king. And so I guess this is one of the. This is like the original basis of right and left, and where it comes from. But granted, that's changed. I mean, it, it hasn't. I mean, it was used a little bit in the 19th century, and then it disappeared, and then came in in the 20th century to describe politics. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of a case in point situation. Yeah, I would think it's. So I mean, granted, I see what you guys are saying. And I think that's an example of it. But also at the same time, like radicals and men of the people can be people of the left today and they also can be people of the right today. Mm-hmm. And I think see, to those things that, that were formerly understood as you know being on the left of the king or being on the right of the king probably doesn't matter. But I think it matters insofar as like, OK, we know where it originates. We know where it comes from. Aristocracies to the right, you know, whatever conservatism you can say. And you know, radicalism and the people to the left. That's the general basis, you know, the most basal understanding of left and right you could possibly get to. Yeah. But I don't know. Who else? Somebody had a point. Anybody? Anybody have a point? Oh, cool. Perfect. Okay, so I guess let's kind of get down into um I guess left and right. So I, I did mention that, you know, the French Revolution. And then they had, you know, the seating arrangements in the French parliament. You know, like I said, people on the left generally opposed the monarchy and supposed the support of the revolution, including, you know, the creation of uh, a republic and secularization. Um, you know, while those who sat on the right, the chair of the parliamentary, uh, were broadly supportive of the institutions of the monarchist old regime. Um, so the original right, I guess, in France like, was formed as a reaction against the left. That's where that term reactionary kind of comes from. When people refer to a you know, reactionary, you know, politics or reactionary right, or this is a reactionary, you know, way of looking at things, so I, I guess that's where, where you could probably, that's probably that's probably where the like I said, most basic and basal understanding, but at the same time, wing, I guess, like I said, the wing obviously was with people who were sit, but it could also be applied to those who were more orthodox in the religious views or not more you know or less orthodox so again like it, 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 it there's a there's a really various ways of understanding how this can be used now for you guys in a sense when you guys see um let me think here what would you say so if you had to kind of just sum up to a complete newbie complete somebody who just hasn't never dealt with politics ever. If you kind of had to explain the fundamentals of what it means to be on the left and what it means to be on the right, what would you kind of break it down? Where would you take it? Matt? At its most very basic. Yeah. And using the United States as an example, the left would be the Democratic Party, would be the color blue. Okay. The right (laughs) would be the Republicans, would be the color red. Okay. Left is seen as more of a social issues party okay. for Democrats. Right would be a more economics issues-based platform for a party. Interesting. But um, they both, 
I guess that's not necessarily true even now that I think about it, but they both have like an economic platform and a social social platform. (laughs) (laughs) They do both flip-flop a lot as well. But um, at its core, they're two sides of the same coin. The two-party system in the United States, um, they have varying issues on economic policy and on social policy, but... um, uh, they're they're very similar to me. Okay, so you're just so in your sense, the way you see left and right is, you know, people's allegiance to party politics. Number one, and perhaps a social uh, being more socially on the left or more socially conservative. That would be another distinction, right? Uh, that's one way that people identify with the parties. Okay, yeah, uh, but the parties represent the, the principles, right? Supposedly, which I, I don't necessarily <laughs> believe. That, but, um, so, they say that they do. Well, but. yeah, there's a lot of great marketing out there for a lot of nice stuff. It doesn't mean it's necessarily true, but that's kind of what is being you know said and everything. But I think there's a big problem when people have the idea that you know I'm X and the bad people are Y, and therefore they're going to you know draw this little line right here, and all the bad qualities are going to be you know ascribed to Y, and all the good qualities are going to be ascribed to X. And I think you know the the class example of this, like uh, like we talked about uh, the card, you know, is that the right and left is that the left means government, the right means freedom. So Hitler and Stalin are the are the same, and the anarchism is right wing or whatever like that, which is complete, and, and which is a completely which is, has been used by some people. And the the real problem wrong. with that is that when they focus so much on their differences. They fail to realize how similar they actually are, okay. how much common ground they share. Okay. I think in today's politi- – well, in the past political climate, when both sides have been more moderate, mm-hmm. stuff has worked more smoothly, whereas now the extreme sides of both parties mm-hmm. have gotten a larger foothold. So that just creates more division because the extreme views are obviously going to be more unpalatable to the other side than the moderate views. Okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, Danny, what would you say if you had to kind of sum up uh, what left and right is politics-wise? I do think I have a little – some differences between you guys. Um, okay. So, like you said, uh, right would be big government, left would be – or I'm sorry, well, left, right, right is little government. So, I mean, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. So, I was saying that a lot of people have referenced that left well, not wing. Not you, but a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, a lot of people do reference that right, you know, right, the more right you go, the more anarchist you get. Okay, yeah. And, but the thing is, what people don't understand is there's people out there. So, take, for instance, someone like, I'm trying to think of anarchists right now. This Emma gets Go- back to Emma Goldman. Emma Goldman, right? And then put her in the same, yeah, right? She's a, I love her. She's a big, a big fan. Yeah. Then take someone like Murray Rothbard. Who was also an anarchist? Yeah, very put different. them in the same room. They're completely different people. Who wins that fight? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have, um, to, we'll have to see. I guess my memory of the way I remember it being epic, taught in epic rap battles of history. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember it being that the right is more um, economically uh, economically libertarian, like less government control in that way. But in terms of social, and maybe this is, social is not the right word, but in terms of like. Uh, Issues of abortion, issues yes. of gay marriage, yes. sort of things like that, um, like family kind of issues the yeah. way we were taught in Catholic school at least. Yeah. In that scenario, they're more pro-government, whereas the left is economically more pro-government but in those issues, less government. So I think it's kind of unfair in my understanding of yes. the terms to suggest that one in general, one side is more pro-government. I, I think agree. they just prefer – they both equally love government and I, dislike oh, government I, I agree. just in different ways. I agree and that's kind of why I think the distinction of – 
you know, left libertarian, right libertarian, um, and then you know someone who is uh, you know a centrist, center left, center right, right, and then you have far right and far right. left. And then I guess I would also say to me, and maybe this is where Matt and I differ, and maybe mm-hmm. it was just your example, so I might be mischaracterizing you here. No, no, it's all but good. But that Democrat and Republican. Um, yeah, I think I already am mischaracterizing you, but that they're like if that's the <laughs> spectrum, those are two like notches within the spectrum that or they get placed in a certain area within there. I'm not sure if the Democrats are the they're obviously not that far left. So maybe some are, and the Republicans aren't really necessarily that far right. If you want to look at like a global historical context, maybe okay, but they fall somewhere within there. Okay, okay, that they don't define the terms, but the ter- they fall within those terms somewhere. Matt, do you have anything? Uh to say to that point right there? Or? I'm not sure I fully grasp what you're saying. Like if there's a color spectrum and we divide it into specific colors, mm-hmm. right? Like red falls within a zone, the way Democrats fall within a zone of that spectrum that's towards the left. Like if there's cool colors and warm colors, red is somewhere within warm and blue mm. is somewhere within okay. cool. Democrats are somewhere maybe within left. Okay. But actually, if you, I mean. Well, so uh, in this yeah, exam- yeah. in this yeah, example, right. for instance, you could say Democrats would be the color blue spectrum. Yeah. So the color blue represents Democrats. I don't think they define. There's groups that but, are further no, but, left than Democrats are, though. Okay, but in if you're doing like a color spectrum, like Democrats would be right? like mostly the, in the blue area, and Republicans yeah. would be mostly in the red area. Depending but on our context, there would be I guess. some purple somewhere when you mix oh, red yeah, and blue. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So. So okay, so then what would you say in terms of at least your understanding when it comes to that D, when it comes to I guess let me try to make the question a little bit more clear. I mean, if you were something of the fundamentals of left and right. See that even there, right? See, I, I've never taken uh, any self-attributed definition to which way I would stand because I don't know. I have no idea. People pretty much just thrust that on me <laughs> based on certain issues, and that's why yeah. I think it's just it's so nuanced depending on the issue and how much weight you give to that particular issue and which side they a person falls on. I mean, yeah, you look okay. at when people vote. Yes. You know, on a single issue, they might go with a certain candidate on one side. Yeah. But on another com- another issue, on the other side of the spectrum, they might go to the other candidate. I agree. Which one holds more weight to their heart? And then, I mean, even then, See, what spectrum is that? And then, and that's why I, I stuff think too. using politics is so muddy. Right. And, and I wouldn't because I, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I don't because, right? I mean, so right now, in, in terms of the spectrum, you know, left and right, it, it depends on because they both have authority. They both – if yeah. you go to the extremes on each side, yes. they both want authority but it depends on what issue they want to employ that right, authority right, for. Right. Okay. So on the left, uh, today maybe it might be for you know climate change, right? Mm-hmm. And on the right, it might be for foreign policy or uh, populist movements for, for economic um, Populism, protection. Yeah. Right. Protectionism, yeah. Protectionism. All, all types of things like that. So I mean – but I know where I stand, and that's yeah. that's in terms of you know propping up the individual. Yes. Now okay. I might share some sentiments on the left today. Yes. So I mean, I guess if I summarized it, I based it would just be based on socially what I've understood, like where people yeah. have identified, like well, you know what Matt was talking about earlier. You know, if you get this aggregate definition and mm-hmm. you don't go to the book and look at the definition in the dictionary. I pick up what left might be or what right might be based on what people are telling me and where they stand. And I'm like, oh, well, this person's here. Well, then I don't agree with that. I must be on the other side and vice versa. Yeah. And then uh, – yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Great, great. OK. So I think at least in some of my 
distinctions here, and I think you know before I get get off to pseudo, I guess one of the first distinctions I would make is I feel that when it comes to right versus left, I think it would be egalitarianism versus hierarchy. That's one way of looking at it historically, right? Um, do you aspire to equality? And any reference to equality is that is that what is is that left? And I think you know people don't like that definition very much. It makes them feel very uh, weird at ways. But again, right wing and right wingism historically means hierarchy and an understanding, appreciation, or even admiration for hierarchy. So that would be one, I guess, kind of clear definition or distinction that is used, and it seems pretty common, but maybe not consciously used. Can you? Define both and then like some context for each side. Okay. Like uh, egalitarianism in the context of the United States or well, who would identify with that? What type of person would find themselves? Um, so egalitarianism, I guess, in the sense of the definition itself is relating to or believing in the principle that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. Oh, okay. I said my first experience with uh, egalitarianism was as like a uh, – evolution of feminist beliefs yes where at first you get exposed to feminism you're like okay yeah that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. but then the more you're exposed to it the more i was exposed to it the more i learned about it i found that there were offshoots of feminism that were that i didn't agree with that were pro-women anti-man in a lot of ways and so the response to that for me was thinking through it egalitarianism is just feminism for both genders in a way where well, it's just every equal rights. right exactly, so but it's just everyone's equal instead of just focusing on the women but, being equal. Yeah. So I think, I think you focus on everyone. Though. I think it might be a mischaracterization in a sense of egalitarianism. Well, no, not necessarily. If well, I think it's see egalitarianism is more it's it's more broad than just defining itself on immutable characteristics, right? It's define it's, it for me. Then. So when I when I'm talking about the principle that all people are equal, I'm talking about that all people are equal, primarily that they all have agency as well, and that that agency and that what they do with that agency is equal. But also, and, and see, there's a, so here's an example. There's a difference between, and this comes down to some difference. You know, talks it with egalitarianism, the idea that. There is equality of opportunity and then there's equality of outcome that we can – can we make things equal in terms of the opportunities that people have or can we make things more equal in terms of how they end up to their final position? But before we get there, before we get there, I want to ask Sudo what he thinks about I guess my my, my original question was if you had to kind of sum up to people the fundamentals of what do you think left and right is, what do you think in a sense? To me, I feel like it's very, um, very basic. Yes. Um, well, it, it, yeah, I, I think so too, actually. I'd be like, in my mind, describing the left as like, there are people that do stuff that like your parents wouldn't approve of. Okay. You know? So, okay. So anti-authoritarianism. A little bit. but also, Anti-authority. A little bit. Like, okay. I think they believe like, punk rock. you know, the big government should do stuff for people that don't have opportunities. Okay. Kind of, um, equalizing the playing field. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I, I, I agree with you there in a way, but like, think there's, so there's a guy, George Will. He's a pretty big uh, conservative dude. He was actually on Bill Maher's uh, show not too long ago. He has a book out there called uh, Statecraft is Soulcraft. And, you know, they believe that, and he's a conservative, and he believes that 
people, men, human beings are fallen and that the state needs to create the atmosphere in which they are more li- most likely uh, to be able to live a virtuous life. And that means that the state needs to intervene in my family life and censorship and whatever they'll do. And that cl- it's clearly right wing too though. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know. It's, I think like a lot – like everybody agrees like the government has to play a part in like helping – like helping people out because like every nobody wants to see anybody fail like – you know, but I think it's different on like how do we actually do that. Well, yeah, see, I I agree with you, I, and I, I think I, that's where the difference between right how you, wing and left wing. How you fi- how you do stuff. I'm gonna get to D in a sec. I just want to respond real. No, quick. for sure. Okay. I was gonna say that um, everybody. I agree. Everybody does want to see people thrive and prosper. I'm sure. You know, everybody that's good has a good heart and is decent wants to see people thrive and prosper. But like you said, I, I do agree with you that there is. Two ways of looking at it. There's one way of looking at it like the way people thrive and prosper is through economic means. Okay, that's one way. And then there's like the other way, which I think is more of like a social conservative, like George Will saying, the way for people to prosper is living a quote unquote whatever they can deem to be a virtuous life. And the way to have a virtuous life is to have the state move its arm and ban drugs, ban prostitution, ban all these things that are essentially, you know, people doing what they want to do with their own bodies. So again, I agree with you in a way, but I do think that it the, the, both sides both sides want to use the state for their own. I, th- I mean, at least sides who are more comfortable with using the state, mm-hmm. and at least in my my opinion, using the government essentially it breaks down to using the threat of violence against X group for another group. So like for instance, I am a farmer, right? I have – I'm a multimillionaire and I have uh, you know, a, a nice field and I say, OK, government, I want you to give me X amount of subsidies. Where does the government get that? They say, OK, everybody that's working who is working, we're going to take a percentage of their taxes and then go ahead and give that to that company. See, at that point, you know – Granted, that person is who they say they are. They might be, quote unquote, a businessman and everything, but they are using the power of the state to accomplish their goals, which might seem business, which might seem, you know, more, quote unquote, right wing in a sense. But essentially, they're using violence, aka taxation, in a sense. Because when, th- when you look at taxation, in my opinion, taxation essentially is, hey, we're going we're gonna to tax you for the stuff we use for everyday society, but it's non-voluntary. It's, you know, it's coercive. Hey, if you pay, if you don't pay this, we're going to throw you in a jail cell, right? They did that to mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. So, um, true. yeah, so that's kind of where I think, but D, you wanted to, you wanted to comment on that? Yeah, I, I just, uh, even, you, you pretty much laid it out pretty well too and, and that, that was a good foundation to it and Please. to me, when we ask or, or talk about it on both sides when it comes to authority, I mean, who is the state that's supposed to help both sides? You know, mm. when we talk about the government supposed to do this, well, the government's comprised of plenty of agents uh, mm-hmm. on its behalf, uh, yep. different agencies that it's mm-hmm. been created to do. Mm-hmm. And it seems on both sides, there are certain agencies where it can play a role for who wants what. So who is the state? Mm-hmm. And then there is a distrust on both sides of certain aspects of the government, mm-hmm. but they also both believe that the government has a role, depending on who is in the government, to play in their own interests. Okay. Right? That's totally right. So 
I don't like the reason personally. I'm I'm individuals because the government is comprised of our fellow citizens. Yes, I agree. You know, with that. Well, so and to me, when it comes to collectivism being employed in a community, I think it should be in a community that shares certain values, that's able mm. to see each other face to face and and understand each other's values. The only thing we share when it comes to employing the government to do something with us or for us, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Is that the only the only thing we share is that we all pay taxes to this one person? Mm. I, I see. Mean, that, that's all we have in common. Yeah. Maybe because it's it's to me there's there's not an, enough uh, interface with the diversity and the values that this authoritarian figure has that really represents what I want done in my own community. Mm-hmm. Okay, I definitely I definitely see what you're saying there, now, Danny. What do you if think? I want something? Oh. I'm sorry. No, go I, I was just going to say. If I want something done, I think that that my fellow citizens should be able to convince each other to get it done, not some dis uh, – what's the word I want to use? Like dissociated or uh, detached. Distant. Right. This this figure that that I'm I'm trusting to come and do what I want while on one hand I don't trust it in this aspect. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I I expect it to do it correctly. It's almost hypocritical. Exactly. There's this hypocrisy. That cannot be reconciled because if you don't trust authority and you don't trust police but you think that at the same time, the same authority who gives the police power to do what they do mm-hmm. is supposed to come in and help those people, why? What's the difference? It's the, the same whole, source, yeah, the same yeah. person. Uh, I think just to piggyback on this for a second Please. that <clears throat> uh, people see the government as an ends to their means. And they cherry pick how they think it should be used when they want to use it only Mm. for their own benefit. Mm. And they disregard all the other aspects of government that they may or may not agree with. But uh, you can't have one without the other. You need all – if you have a government and it has many parts, you can't just Mm. pick and choose which ones you think should be used. So long as it serves their own interests. Can you um, give like a specific example? Uh, the farmers Sorry to is put a good you on one. The spot, right? I mean, the farmers one was a good good one, right? Yeah. So the farmers don't want the government to come in and tell them what to do. Let's say on religious issues, right? They don't want them to tell them whether or not they have to pay taxes to support certain social issues. But at the same time, they're not going to say no if they get Tax government money. subsidies from from your you know fellow taxpayers to make sure that either that they you know either keep certain. Price levels on certain crops, or make sure that they're paid not to farm, so they don't over uh, supply the market. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a hypocrisy right there. The same authority, on one hand, that feeds them is the same one that they don't want them to take away certain rights. It's but why should the government get a say in like your religion? Like they shouldn't. I agree. Right. I mean, in that example, you were. Like, I'm with you. Okay. Just like they the, shouldn't, but they, but they so, shouldn't but saying, take like, the farmer from someone, might be that way, right? So if the farmers like, I don't want the government telling me like, for, like a religious thing or something. Right. So like, let's say he has to sell, but some he of his still crops accepts to, that money from the government. So you're saying That's the, the that you think ethically that if you disagree with the government on one issue, you sort of have to disavow them completely to not be hypocritical. Because I do think there's an issue with that that the government isn't this one. Single thing. The government is comprised. Yeah, Yeah, I think we use government the same way people say the media when media itself is a plural word that describes a multitude of things. And I think it's unfair. Like let's say I – 
let's say there's a ban on abortion that's placed and I disagree with that. It doesn't mean I'm not still going to send my kids to public school if that's all I can afford. Mm-hmm. Like I think – no, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's not like I'm not going to take those subsidies. That's, you know? Yeah, see, that's, that's I guess what point. I'm saying. That's yeah. the point, yeah. But I don't think that violates my ethics necessarily. It doesn't mean I've submitted my full will to the government. I think no. you can still – You just can't claim you're a free marketer. You just can't claim you believe right. in a market. Yeah, you exactly. Just, you, if you say that and then take subsidies, right. then I don't I, really I, believe I that, hypocrisy you're, there. that you're you – know, and that's one of the things that you know, Mises and you know, Rand said. Was that you know many times that you know in capitalism capitalists are the worst people in it because right. they do all this cronious shit. The corporate capitalism, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. In bed with the government and they get their subsidies. But I guess like that's a fair point. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. But let's 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 get what what government is. Let's define right. that. Right, and that's what I mean. So I mean that's yeah. fair too. Because I mean maybe define more at a granular level what aspects of the government are we okay with? Right. So maybe on authority. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not happy with the policing uh, in a certain area, but at the same time, I expect them to do something about it mm-hmm. uh, or increase their their power. Maybe pay more taxes to them to get more resources. Well, I mean, what what is the issue then? We, what's the crux of the issue? Is it hmm. that the you you don't like police or you don't like how it's being run? Mm. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, and you expect them to to figure it out. Okay. Well, see, if there's an inherent distrust and people just keep putting it back into the same well, I think this would be easier if we did follow through with like a concrete example. Yeah. So when you're saying police, my mind immediately jumps to like issues of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Issues with policing and like social justice. Yes. And so I don't think it's if if correct me if I'm wrong on this. I don't think it's hypocritical though, even though the police is a public institution and an agency of government. To ask of my government to correct of that, I don't think that to well, me doesn't. No, seem no, like, you're right. You're okay, right. Okay, I would disagree. So, disagree on that. Oh, completely. really? Well, in a way, yeah. Because think about it this way. Um, I'll get to the you know definition of what a state is, but when you when you have you know a state, it's being run by a particular. So, like I, I mentioned last time we had our talk, I view class. You know, at, so Marxists traditionally view class as exploiter and exploited. Right, and then the exploitation is happening economically through labor, through the you know through the labor that's being stolen by the capitalist class, aka the bourgeoisie, for the proletariat. Okay, I believe in primarily the exact same thing, just changed up a little bit. I believe that there is exploitation happening. It's by people that are making money and people that are you know growing in their own wealth and their own you know power through coercive means versus people who are making money and growing through power through justifiable, voluntary action, not coercion. Okay, so that's kind of where I see that going there. But anything you say on that, guys? Can you walk me back to how that relates to where we were just at, though, the, like the the, gov- the idea of yeah, of like of requesting of government to fix something with that falls within government. Got you. So I guess it falls in because, like, I guess I guess it makes sense more when I kind of break down my definition of government. Yeah. Right. So I guess that, you know, government, the state is the state, you know, is the organization which attempts to maintain a monopoly on the use of force and violence in a given territorial area. In particular, it is, on, it is the only organization in society that obtains its revenue not by voluntary contribution or payment for services rendered, but by coercion. The state has two fundamental properties, the use of violence and territory. It's not, it's not only that the state is made up by a body of people who claim the right to use coercive force. 
but that their claim to violence is more typically endemic to the territory over which they rule. I don't want to take us down a wormhole, oh, but where God. you say involuntary, I'm trying to think right now. I don't know the specifics on this. Can I live somewhere in America and choose to not pay taxes? Like, can no. I live out in the wilderness? No. I mean, you you can choose to not pay taxes, but someone might come after you for that. If you want to live within the borders of the United States, it is an involuntary thing that you and you want to do it. I mean, I guess when you get legally, you're suggesting Uh, that's why illegal immigration social contract comes in there. Social contract comes right, right. right. Which I don't really, you know, no one's ever signed it. But hey, (laughs) (laughs) to get back to defining the state, that's kind of my thing. I'm gonna start. This is just kind of spitballing. Okay. When I think of state, I think of you have a group of people. That's where you start. That's your constituents. And they decide for whatever reason that they want some sort of governing body, mm-hmm. no matter what, how you lay mm-hmm. it out, put it, set, put it up, set it together. Mm-hmm. They want some sort of governing body mm-hmm. to have authority over them okay. for any different reason. Okay. okay that's fair. And so <clears throat> it's in a sense – you giving up some dominion over your own life mm-hmm. for the good Protection. of society, for to make your group of people and, live more harmoniously, okay, yeah, because, I, to instill order into your group of people. Yeah, and I would generally agree with you. So like what you're describing right there is the night watchman state, like a, a very minarchist description of what a state should be, that a state should primarily be the enforcement of – Laws, social contracts. So, well, basically, yeah, and then also protecting protecting the citizenry, and then also protect you know uh, dealing or arbitrating disputes. And uh, you have to include some sort of foreign policy for sure in twenty nineteen. Well, no, of course, but like the, the foreign foreign policy aside, that's what the state does yeah. at that point. And obviously, for a miniature society, the whole idea of foreign policy is not interventionism. But what, you know that that kind of is a, you know. You know, you're, you're kind of at that point missing the tree between the forest. I guess the main the main thing right there is: Do you feel that now that that your understanding of a state right there, right? Does it matter when left and right is in charge of the state? Is there is I mean, to you? So to me, it does depends on how they want to set up their state because they might not have a left-right dichotomy. What if it's a single-party system? Well, see, let's see. The thing is, like, we 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 can get in hypotheticals, but sure. let's let's try to stick with America because that will probably keep us in a more of a box. Sure, it's so, easier to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like for America, essentially, do you feel that when the so you have the idea of the state, right? Now, do you feel like when the left's in control and the right's in control historically? Not necessarily. I'm not saying 2019. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. historically now, last 200 years or so. Whatever. Sure. Do you think that there is a primary difference? Is there a a major, dif- you know, minor difference? Like for me, there's differences when it comes to economic policy. There's difference when it comes to social policy. But primarily, when it comes into foreign policy, they've been pretty much on the whole, you know, American, you know. Uh, Empire type of thing. I think it's gone back and forth throughout the American history. I think there have been okay. big differences and minor differences, okay, both at different points. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, and that the, it will continue to change. The progressive era, fluctuate. Right? The progressive era with Woodrow Wilson, Teddy Roosevelt, FDR. All those, all those three presidents right there 
expanded the power of the president. They believe that, you know, states shouldn't really be, you know, everybody shouldn't really be deciding how they should live their own lives. They decided and believe that there should be an elite in Washington that dictates how states all over there should d- dictate and live their lives. Now, granted, those former progressives are still connected to the current progressives of today. I mean, there's no way you can kind of, you know, you know, take, you know, take those and mix them aside. But I guess to kind of get back on, I guess on more on topic, at least I would say. What is the state? That well, yeah, that you described the state there. Now, Danny, state for you, because like once we get once we get the definition of state, then you know we got we got some left and righting to do. But like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think. Do we all agree that government and state are interchangeable? Because mm-hmm. I think of them as yeah. interchangeable. Me too. Yes. And then I think I do come at it from a very sunny disposition that is maybe leftist inclined. Mm-hmm. And OK, I, as I'm saying this a lot, I'm already critiquing myself on this. <laughs> but that government and state sometimes, or at least when I hear Matt say them, mm-hmm. have these dark connotations to them where I think it's also important to remember though that it is a democracy. Kind of with that, Matt. Yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I think, I think we're revealing ourselves. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking about 2019 U.S. That, government here. What was the name? game where they used to have the faces line up and you'd ask questions and then you'd figure out who the person guess was? Who? Guess who? Is that what it is? Yeah. I feel like we're playing guess who. Like we're slowly like, oh, he has brown hair? It's Todd. I just turned mine around for you. Yeah, right. I, like, I did the same. I was like, I'm a little bit liberal. By little, I mean a lot. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think we can – they get played out in both ways. They get played out as being this like removed from us thing, this like out other, this other that controls us. But I think it's also important to know that to a certain degree, they do represent us and we elect them. And then you just get into the whole issue of does representative democracy actually work? Is that a real form of – that's at least where I get stopped and I don't know how to move from there. Got you. Got you. OK. Now, Sudo, what would you kind of describe as the state or the government in your mind? What what is it to you? At to least- me, it's kind of like a business that sells goods and services, mm-hmm. and, and you know, at least for America, that would like be like it, exactly the only business that can claim losses and still ask for more money. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate business, right there. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like they're at least the U.S. government is supposed to offer like justice. If only they got the same justice as Bernie Madoff. You know. <laughs> mm. Well, right. you know, the people that get locked up. Not do. them. <laughs> Not the government. Few and, well, and far between. Well, that's up to the people then, you know. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You tell me. I'll be there. The people are the ones who say who's in, who's not exactly. guilty. Well, I think the people. I think the people. Is should that not be... the legislative branch of the well, government? Well, the thing is, like, who yeah. writes the laws? Uh, We're in a republic. Yeah, so when is. Danny said it's a democracy, like, I agree with Danny. It's a democracy. It's a Republican it, democracy it's, or a democratic democratic republic. republic we, if I mean, you want to be either, super technical about yeah, it, yeah, well, yeah. Right? But like, I guess you do because, like, in our case, that's what it is. Like, a. I'm trying to think a direct democracy would be, you know. We vote on every issue ourselves. Every issue ourselves, right? right? right. And then that would be kind of a. But then you still get into the slippery issue of having to pick representatives to enact those laws and carry them out. And then, like, who's to say? And then, obviously, I don't agree with this point, but I'm going to make this point. Who's (laughs) that at all? So, like, there's a point out there to say, like, well, what's. When you talk about a monarchy, right? Yeah. The idea that one person is making a decision and that. The idea that that they're watching that they're they're watching the state or tending to the state into the people more 
better because that they, they want to maintain their power over the state versus quote-unquote democracy or some people would call it mob rule and that the competing interests within that society would tear the society up apart from itself. Right, like the monarch is afraid of, of, of rebellion or something yes. like that. So, mm-hmm. so some people would say that, that that might be a more – you know, talking about like direct democracy and monarch, people would say that would be a more quote-unquote uh, – better way but i don't i just completely disagree and so, i think <laughs> it's important monarchy yeah too when we when we're talking about this to remember the history of the united states how our government formed in the first place mm-hmm. it was a reaction to being unfairly taxed by our parent uh state yeah. you know over in uh england yep i agree and well yeah we were set up our government was set up with you know 13 colonies or whatever it started out very very small it yes. was much easier to have the was, form of government that we was that the conf- constitution says we still have well we had before it was the articles of confederation then, exactly even before that so we you're were right. conf- exactly it was even more like free and so 200 years of that evolving and here we are and mm-hmm. i think all of the problems that we have now it, with hindsight, you could say that they're fairly easy to predict that they would happen just based on like the natural evolution of where government goes, what happens when power gets more and more because concentrated. They, because they digressed from that original idea, you're saying, yes, right? Yeah. Yes, it got The whole system just got convoluted. Right. So from what they wanted to happen, what they realized, what the ideal – form was they real they knew that this is what was going to happen and if you and if, you, and if you read all those founding fathers and all the right. stuff that they wrote they were very very aware that the future of america if not kept in check would turn right back into great britain would right. turn right back into concentrated power by the few unfairly exacting force over the majority. They knew okay. that that was going to happen. Well, some okay. of them still wanted it even then. I yeah, mean, there were yeah, John right, Adams, right, right, Hamilton. Right, right yeah. exactly. Well, they wanted, yeah, more. Is that where the Federalist lines get yes. drawn, yeah. right? Yes, okay, exactly, yeah. exactly. Hamilton wanted a monarchy. Which In to way, me yeah. seems like the, the, the farthest back, like if you want to trace the etymology of left and right today, I feel like that's where it goes back to in America is federalist okay. or anti-federalist, at least in okay. my understanding. Yeah, and, and that's that's a fantastic segue back into the left and right. Look at you, Dan. You're <laughs> talking about <laughs> today. Yeah, you know. So like <laughs> – Thanks. Thank you, man. But OK. So I mentioned, we mentioned left and right and stuff. So let's get into more of a – I guess a basic definitions of left and right. So you know, left-wing politics you know, supports I guess socially – Social equality, egalitarianism, and opposition to social hierarchy. It involves, you know, a concern for those in society whom its adherents perceive as disadvantaged relative to others, as well as a belief that are unjustified inequalities that need to be reduced or abolished altogether. And so I guess that's for me what left wing politics is. And I guess from there we can kind of just move forward and you guys give your definition of left-wing politics. Would, D, would, now would you find that definition to be somewhat accurate or do you think that there requires – because we'll get into far left and far right after the you know, left and right distinction. I don't know. It sounds like I kind of share some, some sentiments on that side. Well, I think, I think, that's, I think that's why and I think yeah. I, I would too. And that's, I think that's why you know, we talk about libertarianism and I'll get to libertarianism you know, after we talk – about far left and far right, but I think that's why libertarianism has a lot. Right. I mean, I believe in social equality. Yeah. I believe in, of course, you know, uh, everyone's uh, 
right to do whatever they want. Egalitarianism sounds yes. based on what we just defined. Yes. I'm okay with And there's a too. difference between equality and equity, right? right? Equality and equity. And I think that's I think that's like a main difference. I think you could also another main like I said another main difference you can probably put between I guess left and right. Now, uh, Sudo, what do you think about left wing politics? What do you describe as your, as, West, as left wing politics to you? Um, I think you're pretty right on. Okay, um, you like, so you definitely agree with that. Yeah, you know they're okay, all yeah. about the pe- majority of for the people. Yes. Um, the welfare of it. Okay, cool. You know, and I think yep. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, Danny, would you generally agree with that statement I made earlier? I can go back to it. Or, yeah, can you say it? Uh, would you mind yeah, repeating it? Please, I definitely will for you, Danny and Matt. Okay, so left-wing politics supports social equality mm-hmm. and egalitarianism. Yeah. It's actually this – is the, this is right in Wikipedia for left-wing politics. But uh, left-wing politics supports social equality and egalitarianism, often in opposition to social hierarchy. It typically involves a, co- uh, a concern for those in society whom, it, whom its adherents – perceive as disadvantaged relative to others as well as a belief that there are unjustified inequalities that need to be reduced or abolished. Yeah. Okay. So you sure. guys would generally agree with that, right? Yeah. Uh, that that term, what would you add to that? Because I there think is, there's far So left I think that the party may define itself as having those views. What is the party? The left the, party? This just le- not the party, but just, okay, so the left wing, the wing, left the wing. leaning government well, Party, for, for, you know. for, remove government for a second sure. now from, from just, okay, sure, sure, sure. Just, just so it get right into the politics Maybe a left-wing identifying individual. Exactly, yes, that exactly. that would be the best way to look at it. They, even a, a left-wing identifying politician. Okay. They may not the, employ it that way. R- or they not necessarily only um, subscribe to this, but they subscribe to it in part be- to pander to a voter base. Okay, but that that's that 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 opens up, and they may think, not they may not truly see. But believe now, it. now 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 you're reading intentions now. Yeah, that's, now that's, you're mind reading here. You can't mind read now. There's no way to mind read these. I, no, know. well, well just I, no, I'd apply the same. I'd apply the exact same. Uh, you know, frame to the right as I well. I agree with you, but the thing is, like, that is such a broad characteriz- characterization. Of, I mean, and, and I'm no fan of politicians, so me defending politicians now, woo, right? Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's such a broad way to to kind of yeah. look. I at I, I really don't I think, care for politicians. If you well, can't, well, I, <laughs> you I can't tell it. that. No, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely understand where you're coming from, and I definitely have some sympathies there. But I I don't I don't think that is the most. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, okay, so left wing believes. Give me, give me some little more. Of that. Come on. Can, I'm sorry to ask you to repeat the definition one more time. Sure. No, you? no, please. Supports social equality and egalitarianism, often in opposition to social hierarchy. It's, it typically involves a concern for those in society whom, whom its, it, its adherents perceive as disadvantaged relative to others, as well as a belief that there are unjustified inequalities that need to be reduced or abolished. Okay, so maybe putting it this way would be better. I think you could almost say that about right wing as well. Just taken well, I'll get to, into right wing. Taken into little, different right wing contexts. See, but I think I think now you're kind of, and this is why I want to hit libertarianism later on, because I think what you're referring to is more right libertarianism. Right so, now. To me, there's like not much difference between left and right. Like they each have a different way of framing how they say it that okay. makes it sound more different than it is well, in reality. Think about I think, but the thing is the main the main thing there. Is that the left is left wing politics is generally in opposition so, for, to social hierarchy? Looking okay, so left wing politics supports social equality. Yes, 
does right-wing politics not support social equality? Well, if you want to get into right-wing politics, well, they hold like a certain social order and hierarchies are inevitable. You know, a natural, normal, or desirable – or that they are natural, normal, or desirable. Typically supporting this position on the basis of natural law, economics, or tradition. So hierarchy and inequality may be viewed as natural results of traditional social differences or the competition in market economies. Term, so yeah. so – if I'm wrong on this, correct me, but it sounds like you're saying right wing, right wing believes that there's a natural hierarchy, natural way, you know, a natural order yes, of things. You could possibly. And they think that it is morally correct to follow the natural order. Well, regardless of what no. the or, regardless of what the order is, the right wing kind of doesn't put, you know, doesn't exert their own influence, say that what they think the order should be is the way it should be. Well, no, they, they think they this is the this is the order that it is, no, and we should okay. follow it. Where the left wing, well, hold on. Where the left wing says, the left wing says, we think the order should be this way, and we should follow it, but it isn't necessarily natural. Okay, so hold on a second. First, the thing, natural hierarchy. Okay, when it comes is, to, guess, when it comes where, to the hierarchy, yeah. The idea. So r- people who believe in right wing politics. Not all, but they do have – there's a spectrum there. Some believe that hierarchies are inevitable but gen- and natural. But generally, we need to do other things, other types of social you know, manipulation to manipulate that. So left wing wants a handicap. The right wing says let it be. Or excuse me. Uh, by, yeah, left wing wants a handicap. Parking for space. right, no, no, no. I'm oh, I thought you were using like, 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 <laughs> like, like in golf or something. They want a handicap yeah, 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 on these yeah, hierarchies. Yeah. You know, you got to make it right, make it yeah. even. And the right wing saying level, level the pr- level the playing okay. ground, level level the playing ground okay. versus tear down the giving giving every. Okay, so I guess a main difference here is equality of outcome. I don't know. I equality of attributed me to be a right wing, but I mean, yeah, I agree. You should let it take its course, but at the same time. I still believe in equality of opportunity. See, that's the whole thing. That's the main difference here. I think that's what I think that's where the, that's where because that sounds where equity should be in place. That, of yeah, outcome. I think the equality and equity is where people get divided. I right. think that's the main main crux. Yeah, there's a conflation of the two, and I think sometimes, yeah, yeah, and I think when you talk about equality of opportunity versus you know of outcome, equity versus right. equality, I think at that point you could kind of say that. Left-wing politics in general are more geared towards social constructivism to encourage outcomes to be as close to as equal as possible. Right. Versus, you know, right-wing politics that there is social orders and and social hierarchies in that they might be inevitable or natural or normal or whatever, desirable in some cases – but that they break down through some type of process, right. whether that through that's a merit, merit, uh, meritocracy, Jesus can't speak through a meritocracy, or whether it's through some type of tradition. Yeah, or, I, th- you know, I think that's kind of what I more think right is. Also, but. so where like Matt's saying, if I'm correct, if I'm correct on this, that the definition of liberalism paints a pretty Ooh, picture don't say, of it. Don't say, don't say, don't I'm sorry, not liberalism. Yeah, you're right, because yeah. that is its own don't, don't history and connotations. Sorry, Ooh. left, left. Whoa! <laughs> I just got chills. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that the definition of left paints a, pretty, paints a pretty picture of it that suggests, like, we want equality of opportunity and the right doesn't. I think that Vonnegut story um, mm. 
Harrison Bergeron, Bergeron. suggests where that gets that dark, up. that it also means handicapping people who do better. So, like, the guy who's yes. the fastest at running, sorry, bro, you got to move his, slower. He's got weights on his legs. There's, there's a perfect there's a So perfect there is a counteract to that. Exactly. So what happens when, I mean, is there, it has to be a maintained equilibrium of equality? Well, yeah, yeah. So, for instance. You have to maintain that equilibrium. After everyone's made equal, is no one allowed to go from that point? Yeah, so the Khmer Rouge. At the farthest end of it, yes. So take the Khmer Rouge, right, in Cambodia. It was the ruling party by Popat in Cambodia. They studied the best schools in France. They believed in radical equality, right? Radical equity. Excuse me. Sorry. Radical equity. And they believed that in order to get this you know, equity for everybody, you have to use the government in order to get there. And their methods were extremely violent and they killed about 40 percent of their population in a matter of you know, a few decades. So what happened was this. Okay. There's people who live in the fields and there's people who live in the cities. There's a big inequality right there. Take everybody and put them in the fields. Okay, now they're equal. Oh, okay. There's people who have glasses. Okay. They, that means that they're educated and they read. Well, what's the fastest way to make the society more equal or quote unquote more equal? Shoot the people that read. That's what happened. Like that's, that's, that's th- take, dark. it's dark as hell. Yeah. Take that, you know, it, it, it's a benevolent, you know, quote unquote idea, if you want to call it that, you know, equity in a sense. But take it to as far as extremes, it produces horrible catastrophes. But again, take the other extreme, right? Completely um, being a slave to social orders and social hierarchies, right? And nor, you know, natural hierarchies. And there's a huge, there's a naturalistic fallacy that's happening here. Just because it's natural doesn't fair, mean it's good. I don't think right. that's a fair characterization. Okay, well, go ahead. Because if you're saying someone's a slave to social hierarchies. It, it's, it seems like they're they're being you know, oppressed. It's against. I mean, yes, well, it's well, against their will. Well, no, it's, it's because like, that's just nature. Like you yes, can't change that. Yes, but, yes. But in that context or connotation, I don't know. It's very deterministic, and that's kind of what I have. A, that's kind of why I have a problem. That's why I don't, you know, generally, you know, connect. It, it with makes it sound politics. like there's no mobility in those hierarchies. Well, hold when on. you say you're a slave to social hierarchy, when I say you're order. a slave to a social hierarchy, what I mean by that essentially is that. You know, your politics, the way you view things, the way you stand in the society is controlled by – at least in, this isn't in, in respect to right-wing politics, controlled by – and depending on what type of right-wing politics you're talking about. Now, there's a lot of deep, dark, horrible right-wing You're talking about right-wing politics or right-wing philosophy? The, well, it's – politics and you know, philosophy – You know, pol- Politics is downstream from philosophy, okay. right? So it kind of comes down into there. So I would say that you know a lot of the right wing you know philosophy that has influenced policy currently is being used. So take for instance a right wing philosophy that was burgeoning up not too long ago, uh, the NRX movement, neo reactionaries. These 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 dirtbags are terrible. Is this is. like Tea Party? No, 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 no. It's not Tea Party. This stuff is on worse? the on, on the. It's way worse. It's, hor- <laughs> it's horrific. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these guys, you know, believe in, they they call themselves the Dark Enlightenment, but I guess oh, you know, edgy. very right. It's a great so, album name. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I, it's it's a lot. They they took. So I guess the best way to do it is they studied a lot of. The post-structuralists like Foucault and Derrida, yeah, <laughs> and then they mixed that in with a lot of other stuff from Hobbes, Marx, uh, even some stuff from Hamilton, 
And then there was a guy out there known as uh, Curtis Yarvin uh, was with the name Mencius, uh, the title Mencius Molbug. And he was part of the Dark Enlightenment. And these people are terrible. But they're, they consider themselves on the right. They are neo-reactionaries. And such horrible things as, you know, endorsing slavery, noting that, you know, stuff, you know, that is extremely horrific, saying that um, feudalism is superior to democracy, um, that noting that uh, some races are more suited towards certain types of lifestyles than others. Like, that's where... The, you talk about far left, po- you know, far left yeah, politics. They're taking like, like all those bad old views the, and bringing a, them back. I guess it's a good place to jump into far left politics and far right politics now, because <laughs> you know I brought up the Khmer Rouge and what that kind of did, and that's like you know communism on steroids. And then you know you have the new stuff coming right now. And again, the philosophy of the neo reactionaries has influenced the alt right and the shit that they've been doing. And you know you talk about the, the, the neo Nazis and other stuff that's been going on. So if you want to talk about where all the alt-right is getting a lot of their understanding and, you know, stuff from there. It started with NRX. It started with the neo-reactionary movement. I've never heard of that, yeah. Yeah, and, like, a lot of – so – How big of a presence do they have on, like, 4chan? That's (laughs) primarily where a lot of those (laughs) dirt bags (laughs) – you know – So whenever we talk about – uh, extremist politics, especially in today's political climate, I think you really have to bring up the internet and the power that it oh. has on letting these fringe groups, giving them a giant platform to espouse their views. Granted, yeah, and the thing is, like, we're now we're not going to get into it. I mean, I would like to get into a topic of you know censorship, and I kind of don't want to get into that <laughs> because that's like a next whole, week. Yeah, that's a whole another <laughs> you know can of worms here. But essentially, you know. These – those are – that's what happens at the farther, you know, wings of politics today. Like granted, Khmer Rouge happened in the 70s and, you know, in 80s and 60s. wasn't that long ago. The stuff with neo-reactionaries happening in the early 2000s. Like this stuff is – and then now it's – now it's influencing politics and influencing how people are, are, are acting in the political stream. If you want to see why the right is so, – I mean the quote-unquote right right now, you know, the, the MAGA whatever – uh, the uh, well, by, by calling themselves alt right, they're obviously dissociating themselves from the initial philosophy. Primarily, right? alternative yeah. right, exactly. but also associating with them at the same time because they're using the word right. Yeah. Wait, I have a quick question. Yes. Can you give an example of it, like the extreme left in the U.S.? Like you gave an example. So that would be like uh, well, like weather climate activists. Weather, weather underground, you know, blowing up. I guess it's an example, right? That's weather r- underground. That's, that's real. Far that's left. A, no. No, no. Oh. I didn't say all. But, so the ones that blow no, up No, but that, but that like – if you're a okay, climate activist, yes, yes that's percent. the word I need, yeah. though. Yeah, not just climate activists. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's, well, that's the far rough. left. It's too broad. That's the climate activists who blow stuff up. Yes, that's okay, more yes, accurate. That, that I'm with. Yes. statement, yes. yeah. Where are they blowing up? They were blowing up um, – this was in the 70s. It was happening to, I think, some – was it facility, government facilities and, if I'm not mistaken, some industrial facilities? Okay, but what about more recent now, I guess? More, Antifa would count that's one, yeah. that's one example uh, you can you can bring up. DSA, um, right? The far Democratic left? Socialists of America? That's I, I would consider. I would so. I wouldn't call that an extreme. No, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Extreme. Okay. Oh, well, okay. So now so I'm hearing they're not blowing stuff up. So yeah. does extremists need hold to on, mean there's on. violence involved? No, like in any means necessary. So then why couldn't DSA? Because it's farther to me. Okay, so let's 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 clarify. Can of worms. Yes, <laughs> far left politics. Let's do it. Okay. That includes okay, <laughs> communists, 
you know, anarchists such as Emma Goldman, anarcho-communists such as Kropotkin, um, left communists um, like I guess – well, yeah, Marxist-Leninism, um, syndicalism like Chomsky, Trotskyism, Maoism. You know, that's an example of far-left politics. So is that far-left or extreme-left? Because I think far we're saying left. extreme. Well, extreme-left is when – well, the thing is like it's far-left – but the thing extreme comes when violence is being enacted. Okay, so That's then, yeah, what happens. I think DSA okay. would be far, when, yeah. But the thing is, like, okay. let's, let's, just sure, stay, sure. let's just stick. We're making far. that a distinction. Yeah, I let's didn't just stick that with far. You know, it is. I think. I think it's. A, I think I, I just made it right now. Actually, but I think it's beautiful. I think it's important <laughs> yeah. because, like, extreme indicates that there is some violence happening. Now, granted, I do not like communists at all. I mean, I mean, and even in my lineage and my family, historically, I do have people that fought, you know, for the communist struggle in Iraq. So I mean I I I do understand I think, I think that all Iraqi descendants had family. <laughs> well, almost, yeah, I, I almost too. every almost every you know Chaldean or Assyrian has communists that have fought in their family in Iraq against the government. But or four communists, right? Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah fighting four, four yeah. you know against the government you know that was currently in place, whether it was the Baathist or the you know the uh, Western uh, supported government there. But regardless of that, I think that's what far left politics is: communism, certain types of anarchism. But when we talk about far right politics, I guess you could. Break that down. I think you know. I would say that it's in, populist, in, in, well, like hypernationalist, well, Nazism, neo Nazism, fascism, neo fascism. Um, usually, there's traits of ultra nationalistic, chauvinistic, xenophobic, right, racist, um, reactionary views, of course. But then, you know, I just read a book called uh, "The New Right: A Journey Down the Fringes of American Politics." And it was uh, written by an anarchist, a so just an anarchist, so probably left wing, and he kind of went and interviewed a bunch of these members of the new right, trying to you know pin down what happened, what went wrong, and how can we fight against it in a way. So he described the new right, which is the alt right, the neo reactionary people, the new versions, because you know Nazis, they you know, the neo Nazis exist, but you know. It's not the same people that were in you know in fucking Berlin in forty two. That's just not this is not the way it works. But he described the new right as a loosely connected group of individuals united by their opposition to progressivism, which they perceive to be a thinly veiled fundamentalist religion dictated to egalitarian principles intent on totalitarian world domination via globalist hegemony. And that's what he described as far well, the new right, which includes the alt right, um, the MAGA people. It, it, so it's very broad. It includes. I mean, there's, a, there's like it, from from in terms of you know quote unquote deplorable. It, it's a, there's a, there's a giant scale there. Yeah. You know, but that's kind of what he, d- he referred to as the new right. Now, granted, I described le- far left politics, far right politics, and where I see it. Now, I would agree that the new right definition is probably what I would de- define as the neo reactionaries. Um, I think the spectrum should be. Turned 180 degrees. <laughs> Just complete. Circle. It should be authoritarian versus, uh, you know, those who want more autonomy. I like that. I think that's a much more important. Like, like the the, the horseshoe uh, theory that you well, yeah. talked about earlier. I mean, it's, that's that's. I mean, you're getting whether well, you're left some, or you're right. The, a lot of it's going to be the same. Want. Again, but some of the members of that far, you know, the new right, a lot. Some of them want a govern like a heavy-handed government. Some don't. It's that's right. why it's so. So I mean, if you have an anarchist on the left, and yes. an anarchist on the right, both of those people are going to leave me alone. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yes, know? So that the authority is what I mean. Okay. So yeah, I think that kind of gets back into the idea of this, you know, of the state right. and its power over individuals. But I guess you know, I guess like let's you know the I guess that, you know the, the definition I gave there, right? 
I guess if, you know, I mentioned, you know, the alt-right, mentioned all these people. Granted, they – it's – see, it's it's separate from the state right now. Far left and far right politics, whether or not they're influencing the state right now isn't necessarily what's – I guess it's not primarily what I'm, what I'm referring to. If, I guess if I'm I just could, referring to the principles itself. If I could say something. Go ahead. I think – that the authoritarian libertarian uh, spectrum is a much more important uh, thing to pay attention to in terms of um, the well-being of yeah. the country. Yes, I think that left and right are used primarily as like an okay. identifier, a okay. way for people to associate with one side or the other side. For purposes of how they want to use that authority, for maybe. purposes of like collectivizing the power. I disagree. Right? Okay, please. I think that they're both equally useful. Okay, in the sense that I think you're trying to to sell an idea that right that both are just aiming to have control and they want to divide you in a certain okay, way. Okay, so I think, think they, those are the two options. I think they can be equally useful, but yeah. in 2019 America, I think that the terms left and right have lost a lot of their meaning. I think in what that. Way? I think. Yeah. Maybe not meaning, but like a lot of their purpose, you know, back, well, back, back in the beginning of America, whether you were left or whether you were right, the differences were a lot more important because the differences were going to determine the future of this country for the next however many years. Like when they were debating these things, the sides, what they were doing was creating a new nation that's going to prosper for they didn't know how long they wanted it to last forever, but um, maybe not forever, but. Now, when, like left and right, it's just it's become such a, so buzz. It's a buzz. They're both buzzwords. You know, it's in like a lot of ways. are you left? Are you right? Which but way? But, but they but do hold not. meaning. They have meaning. They, they hold, hold meaning. meaning and they have they might, very important meaning yeah, I mean, too that affects yeah, the lives of millions I mean, of people. I don't think. I think there I are differences. Think, it feels like we're getting down to how close are the Republicans and Democrats together. I, I kind of feel like we're walking around that. That I think that I think that is a discussion. But I think that I think that discussion might kind of pull us away from what left and right what left and right actually are because like granted saying you know that phrases have degraded over time or whatever i guess i think it just matters a lot less than it used to okay why yeah i okay for like for you I don't identify as left or right. He okay. said that too. He doesn't identify can, well, as left see, or as right. He gets people ascribing this onto him. Quick question. <laughs> and do, when, you, do you define yourself as being then somewhere between them or removed from them? I, I consider myself I a classical liberal libertarian. That's what I, I am. Another question I don't really care. General, is it, it possible to be removed from the spectrum? It doesn't do matter that? to me what other people want to define me as. I don't care about the labels and the terms that other people use to define no, me. I am who I am. Regret- I know who I am. For sure. I don't need a word like left or right. But to if tell you want to, other, to tell okay, others you who use, I am, you use other words to describe. Yeah, you, you have are. to find words it's, to com- okay, okay. smart. Funny, so, so I can engaging. use well, no, underlying <laughs> beautiful, yeah. a great singer, yeah. like a really great singer. Yeah, so <laughs> underlying use philosophies all those though is probably what he's he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. Like, so like, if you said classical libertarian, classical where 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 would that land? 
that could literally so it, mean so anything to different liberal, people. I mean, classical liberal libertarian. So if you're talking about a four quadrant axis, that's right? on the right. It's on the right. Econo- so so left and right, we're talking about economics now. Okay. Yeah. Up and down is talking about how much government force you need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what so it's we're, And so yeah. I do think it's missing a, a key third component, which is, is just referring to like at the beginning of it, like issues of abortion, issues of war, foreign well, policy, social. issues of gay so, marriage. That's social. So, so, right, but that doesn't get configured that doesn't get considered at all within no, it that does. then how does we're using two oh, different definitions of left and right right well, hold on, now. Hold on a second. we'll get to that in a second yeah. so yeah authoritarian and libertarian if you're a libertarian you don't care what people do with their bodies right you don't care what they do primarily at all so all you care about is they do not interfere with but other people's other people's right rights. to do what, the same. what i don't get though is that libertarian to me contained within that word also includes that i'm economically on the right no, Absolutely it does not. not. Okay, no, so, so Emma so, Goldman is a left libertarian. Okay, okay. See, I'm unfamiliar with this, yeah, yeah. this terminology so, um, yeah. being used. Okay, so, so she's a left. So left. So she's an anarchist, right? So she would be all the way left libertarian. Okay, and then all the way right libertarian would be something like Rothbard. Okay, so to bring those two, yeah, you know, back, historical I want figures that back fight. Up. God, I, me too, it. right? That'd okay. be good. So back to the left, right. When we're talking about the political compass, the okay. four quadrants. Left and right are in an economic sense, correct? Yes, completely. And now all this prior discussion that we've just finished or are still having about left yes. and right, it's it's meant more than just economics. Yes, because again, right wing and left wing also goes into social policy as right. well. There's a cultural aspect to being left wing. So maybe that quadrant scale, right-wing. maybe I just have an issue with that quadrant scale using left and right okay. just economically and I also speaking. Think, I, think it's, oh, I, think, I think it's important to defining whether you consider yourself more so of a left or right wing centrist or a left or right wing libertarian or a left or right wing authoritarian. I think as like a spatial metaphor, it doesn't work either. This idea of like it's going to be an X axis and a Y axis. That doesn't yeah. work because it's they, too, they it's literally putting them. you in a box. There's one, exactly. And there's one that actually has like six quadrants to it. Yeah. That one's a little more engaging. I mean, obviously. I need a 20 sided Dungeons and Dragons guy. <laughs> I, I need a circle. Give, give me a circle. Well, a circle. See, hold on. But see at, at, see, at that point, it just becomes ridiculous. See, <laughs> that's is, what it is. It see, is ridiculous. It's see, that ridiculous. Claiming, claiming absurdity, <laughs> claiming absurdity does not get to down to the fundamentals of the point because absurdity doesn't answer anything. Right. Absurdity just puts us in a position in a place where, well, they used to mean something. They kind of mean something now. So I, I don't know. Do they mean anything anymore? No, I know. It's like really? not that, see, and I think that. I, I started this. This is my fault. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. I've been quiet the whole time. No, they all started that 180 thing. No, this is all Sue's fault. You did this. <laughs> See, but like there, when we talk about – and the thing is like there's – when you talk about the left and right, obviously there's so many different fractions to the left and right. There's going to be fractions – like I can't imagine how many fractions there are on the left and right. So many that you'd need a circle. Probably not. But like, because that doesn't really. How is that? Because they're all. How many people are there? Every single individual is going to have their own idea of what left and right is. Well, see, that doesn't matter. You can't fit that, that in a box. Matter. You can't you're, try to fit every single individual you're, you're, who has their own ideas into a box. Though. Well, no, you I don't think you I mean, okay, you could, you can, and everyone will fit. Like, if everyone takes a test, they'll have a point in that quadrant okay. representing where they scored on that test. Of course. But even that test doesn't necessarily determine. Where they actually sit. That's just where the test says well, they sit. Well, the test, depending right. on well, those questions, questions that are somewhat you answered questions put towards that way, yeah. economic issues, social issues, the use of government, the non-use of government. But the They're test, very specific the questions. test only had four 
answers, and it was multiple choice. Disagree, agree, strongly, agree, disagree. strongly, or strong. Yeah, and again, regardless of that, the methodology you're, you're, now you're talking about the methodology of the so test. Like, it's not perfect, but we don't disavow it entirely yeah. as being a useful tool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a useful tool. tool. It's not something to understanding no, not, the universe, but no, no, it helps us. Exactly. Sure. It's, it's, it's Same like, as left and right. Right. Like, like Pseudo said, it's a foundational point. This feels like a start, meta. Yeah. This feels like a meta conversation of the exactly. whole thing we're having. Is that defining I think, I think terms that's what's doesn't the work, but on. we need to be able to do it to have a shared conversation and come to sort. Well, I think that's why you know, like it's been so confusing for the last hour. So we're just just. <laughs> Just to wrap that up, Matt's wrong, right? Yeah, as I would long totally as Matt's say. wrong, I feel good. Yeah, of course. Cool. All right. I would. I mean, in my opinion, what, what, I think he's wrong. Then. Wrong yeah. in what way? No, what do you, I just what want do you think, to be wrong. What do you think I'm saying? Like, okay, so like, regardless of whether or what not, what do you think I'm saying? What do I think you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so you're saying a lot of different things, Mike. But in regards what, in what? to this this quadrant thing, not really. You know, the, just so, in, so the quadrant, even not even not even the quadrant, as far as left and right having less meaning than I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people overvalue the meaning that being left or being right has. I think they undervalue it I completely. Think, I think it's, I think they just have intuitions and then they reason themselves. Well, what towards, is the market value right now of left and right? I mean, that halfway is a joke, but also is in like I kind if of you think it's undervalued and you think it's overvalued. What do we think is the like? Aggregate value, value of it. It's probably the, the, the point I, I guess. Was, taking the, the <laughs> point I was making in the beginning about that and that inversion of it was just I carry I, I care more about the authoritarian aspect of those quadrants going up and down on that compass as opposed to left and right um, economics. So maybe right? me saying that well, see, they that, that, matter more there. was wrong. Cause, cause but I care more about well, them. What you said right. earlier, you said text. earlier we hadn't spoken about economics. It was more about that, you know, yeah. the influence yeah. of, of yeah. the state or the right. government. Right. And now economics we've kind of in. tossed economics into it. But I'm saying to me it's more important – the most weight to me is where – the state plays its role and who believes what. Yeah. Oh, I agree that less state, less state authority, less state power, less state putting people in jails and killing them overseas is probably the best thing for society. Well, I'm not saying which one. I no, mean, I have said that's that what, already, that's but what, that's I'm what saying terms, means. Right, right. But I'm saying, it. but on on that compass, yeah. What what I'm talking about is when it comes to left and right, defining where they land in that regard. <laughs> Is more important to me than where they are economically, because economically, that's just going to trickle down from how they think what uh, authority's role is. Trickle down. Well, no, no, no. But, but, but economically speaking, if if someone gives more weight to authority, then obviously they you know, there, there's going to be interventionism. There's going to be more collectivism. Not necessarily. So, like, if I'm if I'm a left wing anarchist, right? Mm-hmm. I I completely abolish the idea of private property. Then, as soon as I do that, the whole concept that you're bringing up disappears. Yeah, but how would you enforce that? See, the thing is, if like, I think I'm that not... this pen belongs to me. You're going to need some authority to to say otherwise. Yeah, so the community with the community would come together and probably d- vote to ostracize you or throw you out. No problem so, with me. There's plenty of land for sure. But that's probably <laughs> if you talk about an left wing a left wing solu- you know anarchist solution. That's probably what would happen. But then they've created their own authority anyway. Well, the thing is, I mean, that's, people, that's, people the whole, that's the whole. That's the whole. That's the whole. I, the idea of natural uh, hierarchy. Well, no, is that's developing. That, see, that's the whole point. That's why I don't. That's why I don't think yeah. left wing anarchism is uh, consistent logically because of that. Because of what? I, because of that particular. Because of that particular thing. Because <laughs> I'd have Someone's to. I'd have to consent to be in there. Uh, well, I'd have to consent to offer my autonomy to this collectivist group. 
I'd have to consent to be part of their uh, community. But at the same time, I, I can choose to leave, right? I don't well, see, if you talk about – so, for instance, if you're talking about anarchy, what anarchy means is like if I believe that there should be capitalism but only in this tiny little country over here and the country next door to me or quote-unquote country. Let's call it land. Okay. The land next to me is a complete communist country and they do everything like communism. In anarchism, both those things can exist next to each other. Sure. But again, this doesn't make sense. That's why, I don't, that's why I'm not an anarchist anymore because it just doesn't make sense logically. It just doesn't work. That's why I consider myself a minarchist or you know, or really an objectivist to, to be more clear of anything else. But um, primarily when it comes to I guess the understanding of, of this, the reason I think – you know, we got into the talk of the definitions and stuff and all this jazz, but, you know, so I'm trying to think of how can I put this? Huh. Start fresh. Um, well, not, not necessarily because I think there is, huh. There's a, there's a way to, to, so here, hear me out. This is probably going to solve some of the confusion right now. Go for it. And I want to hear from, from some of you. Left. Is like I said, and I think this is probably the best way to be there. Is more concerned with egalitarianism. Right is more concerned with you know the idea of hierarchies. You know, and again, another one is to look at it: equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome. That's another way of looking I, at it. I think that's a bit of a generalization. Well, of course, I'm trying to generalize. <laughs> that's and the whole point. I, I am generalizing. Because when you generalize, you can put something into a box and then if you want to open it up, which we did, we, we unpacked far, I mean, right-wing trying politics. trying to put it all back together. Now. Well, in a way, we unpacked right-wing politics. When, we when defining about egalitarianism, right. you said earlier that yeah. it was relating to or believing all people are equal and have agency and autonomy, correct? Okay, but let's break that, let's break that, that, that definition down. Exactly. So in terms of equality, e- equality in terms of mean? the value of their life? Is equal, everyone has equal value and, and right to live or equality in terms of, I mean, because we're judging people based, I, I mean, like, I have different abilities. Everyone has different abilities. So are they equal in that regard? That's where the hierarchy may come in on the right. Okay. But when it comes to equality, in what, in what way are you defining equality? See, but the thing is, like, I'm, I'm, my, the way I define equality isn't necessarily important it's kind of how left you know how the left wing defines equality right and then that's what's going to make in terms in my, in my view yes. the difference between the right and the left right there because i don't think anyone on the right doesn't believe that people have the right to life their own lives their autonomy i think they're equal in some, that regard some in that do. regard some do though i mentioned the new reactionaries they're totally against okay that. but then on on the left you're saying that there aren't those fringe groups of as course, well that that's okay so then yeah <laughs> equality in what regard would, would how would we define equality that would be fair to both sides hmm. you, it's it's i think i don't think you can i think it's impossible because they're fundamental so understanding the context it's, that it, makes that's where that's where the break that's okay. where the break happens and between left I, and right when you say i don't think you can i don't think that we can here as a group of 5 people talking about it yeah, but I'm no subject matter. <laughs> yeah, none of us are. are but experts, in of terms of like the United States political parties talking about equality, well, I'm sure if you got 
if you and this is this is going to be a weird hypothetical, I'm but sure. if you got both sides of the government together and you had them convene and try to come up with a definition of equality that fits both sides in like a court or something, you know, a formal setting, they could probably do it. They could no, probably come no, up. No, no. You just dude, got a great short that, story idea. Yeah, dude, the whole idea of our government is gridlock. <laughs> no, that's the but, whole okay. idea. So maybe no, I not... know what he's saying. He's saying philosophically, if they all came together and tried to come up with some definition of no, equality, they would never and do I it. do disagree with that. Never, they I would think... never find any, any type of that's agreement. That's what they're doing right now. That's what we're doing right now. Right. Yeah, that's why the country is so at odds. Okay, no. So listen, we Primarily. don't we don't have the authority to say to America our definition that we came up with is going to be like the legally used definition of equality. Well, no one should use anything yet. I have another question. Oh, please. But, Sudo, come on in. So, um, what would the right, like the right um, wing's um, definition of equality So, again, this is complicated because some right-wingers will say certain things. But, I guess, a way to describe it is equality of opportunity. Everybody has the opportunity to engage into something. But what, what matters at the end of the day is meritocracy, how much effort someone puts in, whether somebody or not. I guess that's what they would. Is that right wing or left wing? That would be right. I feel like that could apply to both. I, that's why I'm saying it's slippery. But well, again, well, I, I, generally, I think you can differentiate it this meritocracies way. Meritocracies are yeah. more supported. On, on the left, equality would be that, you know, so, so we talked about those hierarchies that need to be broken down mm-hmm. and, and they have to give equality to people on the left, okay. right? That's how we defined yeah. it earlier. So, People, let's say uh, someone's born. Now, are they born with equality of opportunity? And, and on the left, I would say, well, it depends. What socioeconomic uh, spectrum were they born into? Uh, what abilities do they have? What right. So, so then there's where there's nuances in equality and where certain maybe uh, the handicaps would be attributed or, or certain justices would have to be remedied. And then the right would say, well, no. As long as that person's freedom isn't hindered throughout their lives and they're allowed to do whatever they want, they're born equal. No, but if you're a part of a hierarchy, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But like I guess something – So like the hierarchy of wealth. In the United States, well, the idea is yeah, that that's a whole even story, if you're born yeah. into a poor family, yeah. it might be a tougher road. But the idea is that you have, you have social mobility. To do exactly. it. Social and then the mobility. debate becomes how true is that ability. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or to what extent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or whether it's been corrupted or intervened throughout the years or whether it was – you know, because some, some conservatives, right. conservatives tend to also look to the past a lot. Like, oh, the past was – at some time, at, nobody knows, 1950, whatever – Things were bad. You mean when it was great? Yeah. 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 Before now, now <laughs> so it was I always say, great. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a bit unfair for people our age to even make assumptions about what life was like back in the 50s because we were not alive. I think that's bullshit. You can read a, <laughs> can read a book. A book, a book is going to be extremely framed by the author. Correct. Okay? So you can read books from many different people that lived in that era to understand the era. But also there's something called to, historians. Not to fully – And you know, like people like Howard Zinn. There's people like uh, – Tom, there's tons of historians out there that have ideas of his. Of, that's what history is. I mean, is there ever a point in history, in contemporary history, or not? Obviously, it's not history, but it's contemporary. But if there's ever a point in, in, I, I mean, let's say ten years ago, was this good living? Like, this is the best. <laughs> I love that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, did they ever think like this, this is, is it, guys? The stuff, yeah. This is it. We well, made it. And this, you know? so this is. Were they always looking back like, oh man, this those is 20s. something. That's this is something really, really interesting about that. Back in the Middle Ages, 
they their idea of human progress they did not have a concept who's they people just collective but that's society. not listen to where i'm going listen to where i'm going with right. this. i'm just devolving. okay yeah <laughs> okay made me lose my train of- <laughs> so okay back in the day like 11 12 you know the dark ages right okay, that okay. era way back in the okay, day sure sure their idea progress you know on scientific progress mm-hmm. you know progress and almost always maybe not i shouldn't go there but <laughs> it was it was slow to the point that they didn't have an idea of the, you know, like the technological singularity, the industrial revolution. This sort of stuff of hadn't happened yet. Of course. Those rapid advancements in society were something that they that just that didn't exist back then. Thus, that's why they're okay. more conservative? No. So they, looking at their worldview of the past okay. and the future, they thought that things would stay the same. Okay. They had no, not as much of a concept of the advancement of society. They weren't looking forward like, okay, where is technology going to be in like 50 years? How is my life going to be different Well, these types of questions years? come they with thought that more, they were just more civilization. Fa- they, exactly. But they thought that they were just going to, you know, farm the land under their king for eternity. They because didn't. There was, there, no was no, there was no way to get out of it. That's just how things were. It was too stuck. Sudo, please come ahead. So like my thing for that please, though bring, is that put like – Put some – Reason into this. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so like in the medieval ages, like they were too busy trying to like fight off like the black plague and like all of those. Too, sm- yes. Thank like you. all of those small steps, like whoever created medicine, you know, yeah. like then that like they're the grandfathers of innovation, thank you, you know, and like, yeah, of Innovations happen you don't since have the dawn time of human when existence. You're, I know. Humans I mean, are innovators. Been, That's it, what we do. Exactly. Yeah, but and the thing is, like, when you are fighting, a, like uh, Pseudo said, when you are fighting a plague. You're not fighting a I mean, diseases you, still happen all over the world. No, what? but what do you mean you're not fighting a plague? You're preventing, you're taking <laughs> precautions to stop it. Stop that. But yeah, they were like leaving the dead bodies in the streets and letting the rats eat them. Yeah, but I mean, some that's cases, not preventing or fighting you know, a plague. That's cases, contributing to it. Were, some people were burning the bodies. Wait, that but, did happen. But it, it happened later on in the Spanish flu. So, doctors back then didn't know anything. So did I'm nobody come up did. with the medicine for it, or like? Well, no. And, so, so black plague is a very specific situation in case. But I guess you know to kind of bring this around. Okay. Bring this around back to kind of like where where uh, if it was. I could Hold if on. I could no, just no, no, summar- no, no, no. summarize my point with like please. one sentence, please. Back okay, so back then they just had less of a historical context to analyze the world, the past and future, because it had like there had been less human history. It happened yet. They didn't have as big or as wide of a frame. They couldn't have had as much of an understanding of human history than we can today because we're born so late in the human timeline we are able to have a much more broader well they were too it doesn't mean things would be better or greater or more moral i I didn't i'm not i'm not talking on the moral differences but you're talking just strictly strictly what like industrial like growth and just strict like the minds of people this is on like a sociological scale the the minds of the people were different yeah, I agree that the minds of the people were their, different. For their worldviews were almost infinitely different than ours today. Of course. And the thing is, but the thing is, like, there's always been ideas of equality as long as man has existed. Sure. Right? And I guess the point I was trying to make is, so Bradford and Jaffa Those were two. hierarchies. Well, yeah. So Bradford and Jaffa were two um, people that debated, um, uh, they're conservatives that debated equality and whether equality with a capital E 
was a conservative principle. And Jaffa said it was. And then Bradford said, no, it's not. And he said, the reason it's not is because equality is an engine of permanent revolution, meaning equality continues to change. The idea of equality in a foundational piece as, as, as thing, as, as a society becomes more unequal and more groups become more unequal, people who believe in equality with a capital E will use the state or use the society or whatever you want to call it. The state of unequalness. Well, no, the state meaning the government. I, or, but yeah. I mean the state and the other, just the how unequal every, they'll use the current status quo. Yeah. Sure. They'll use the status quo. Sure. sure to say, Okay, this needs to change and that needs to change. And that's why I don't think equality can ever be a conservative principle. And, and so I think equality essentially can never be a right-wing principle. So that's why – I see where you're coming so, from So now. that's why – yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I, I'm essentially a libertarian and a, a classical liberal because I don't agree with – I don't agree with the right-wing in terms of tradition and all, a lot of the other crap that they support and, and you know you know and have. But one thing I do know and do understand is that – for at least for my own for my own self, and I, I guess it's kind of where we should end it here today is with where we kind of see things ourselves. I believe that you know when it comes to left and right, everything it's important. Obviously, this whole two hours has been an important discussion because we're trying to break all this down. But I do think it's essential, and I do think it's important to understand that we all, like you said, we're all different people, all different individuals. We all have our different interpretations of things. We all have our different understanding of what left wing and right wing is, but. I guess for me, it comes down to whether or not you're a believer in freedom, meaning whether or not you're a believer in individual freedom and whether or not you believe that – OK. So everybody wants to get things done in the world and make the world a better place. But do you believe that coercion or force should be ever necessary to do it? And if you believe coercion and force is ever necessary to do it, you're higher towards an authoritarian scale than libertarian scale. I think that's the best scale to have. If you're just going to have one scale – Left and right might not be the scale to have. I'm coming to a kind of a conclusion now. I think it's better to say – that's why I think left libertarians and right, right libertarians should that's join hands and do things. I think you're right. I think it's really important to say, hey, the scale of politics should be how much state do you want to intervene in your everyday life and how little. And that's why I, 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 I generally will say, who, what are you? Classical liberal libertarian because that signifies – I want the most limited amount of state possible. And it also signifies by the classical liberal libertarian phase that I support free market economics. So that's kind of why I define myself that way. And I think saying libertarian, it puts you at minimal state and free market. But left libertarian puts you at minimal state and, you know, controlled market through democratic process or through a political process such as voting, you know, like voting, like I said, through a democratic process well, even, or through even, a politician. But go ahead. Even on the authoritarian aspect, like who's who's the check? Who's the competition of, of the United States government? Well, if you're talking uh, about – Internally. None. That's the point. It's, but it's, that's the it's, point even, of the state. Even from an economic perspective, it, there's no competition. Yeah, but the thing is like – the thing is like that is important if you're trying to characterize it from – if you're trying to look at it primarily – there's a single authority uh, that's pandering to the people – and they're well, not getting the not. job done. You're going to have that same authority in place and you're just going to recycle politicians. Uh, there would be no internal competition I'd say. But like the only the only force I can think of, the one that popped into my head of you know, controlling the United States would just be every single other country like the global community. 
having an effect. And I, I think the United States kind of knows this. That's why they're such a bully, like, you know, internationally. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, well, we realize that, like, internally we're just kind of doing whatever we want here. Like, if someone – if some, like if, that, a, yeah. if a different country tries to, like, check us on this, you know, call it what we're doing out, like, we're in trouble. So we better take – the you know aggressor stance internationally and make sure that yeah. no one feels safe calling our calling us out that's on why, our bullshit know, exactly that's why you know we're the next time uh we have a that's show why we're about be, to go to war with iran well god forbid right that's why you know the next show i'm going to be doing is going to be on foreign policy and we're going to talk about you know at least in my opinion why i think the state has you know no matter who's in power it's always for advancing war towards other countries and taking power whether it's through you know, oil routes or, you know, uh, whether it's through um, trying to get a U.S. company, you know, some some bananas <laughs> in <laughs> South America. Or against its own people. Or against yeah. its own people. Right. So, I mean, granted, I think that's kind of where I put myself. And I think I'm comfortable saying I'm a libertarian, a classical liberal. And I think I can kind of, you know – Give I guess I can give you like a pretty rough and uh, rough and dirty uh, description of why I am that, why I believe that, and why I'm that way. I guess um, so. To me, you know, the idea that you know, uh, I'm trying to think here. Well, well, until I can kind of get this thought train thought. <laughs> I mean, uh, thought back, Matt. You, would you 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 Closing say thoughts left well, not, and right well, left and right for yourself now let's let's do that because that can probably kind of when you look at yourself do you see yourself as somebody who is in favor of using the government or not primarily uh Danny brought this up a little bit as to whether I see myself you know as part of it or outside of it the government and he no left the, and right the political oh, no. the spectrum I think that's impossible that's what I was going to say but Matt and I we've argued no, about this and I think I, see and I'm up in the air on whether I think what I think is true or not okay. but I'm leaning towards I, like if I don't identify left or right you don't have to obviously. if I don't identify as authoritarian or libertarian. I took the test. I'm mostly libertarian on the authoritarian libertarian scale. And center for and then left minutes. right, I'm barely to the right. Yeah, you're okay. center. You're, so you're center right libertarian. But that would be probably. An, I don't feel comfortable Same. classifying myself as that because the pair of the test I, you are. You know, like for me, using a word to label me means less as this conversation. Me just talking about what these results mean. Gotcha. That means I get more from that discussion, hearing other people's points of view. Me too. Than saying I'm a right-leaning libertarian. Yeah. I identify with all those other right-leaning libertarians. See, that's the thing. But with this conversation. Ident how other people identify – if you were to take the test and yeah. get a thought bubble yeah. or a bubble on the, the chart, yeah. if you were to take the test, if you were to take the test, if anyone takes this test, they get their score – I don't read into that Me as no, no. much as I read into the conversation that I'd have with them about it. Well, I agree with that, but I also would say I agree with that, but I also would say that, like, yeah, I would, would consider myself a right. I would consider myself a right libertarian, so for, but well, I don't. I would consider myself a right libertarian in, in a sense, classical liberal, right? But it doesn't mean I agree with every classical liberal libertarian that's ever existed. Right. It means that I, I there is a foundational set beliefs 
That's uh, just where, like, if I, but see, you're, you are relying on my understanding of a right libertarianism. Well, no, of Philo- what, of what, of what no, I'm just, I'm just relying on what that said on the, on the page. Okay, but I, if everyone has a dot on the chart and we rely on where each other's dot this, is to start yeah. drawing conclusions about well, you, the other you person. you could potentially because you asked you were asked, asked everyone questions. was asked the same question questions, right I, I think, but see it, it comes down to it comes down to principles though it comes down to you believe in individualism do you believe in individual rights spontaneous order the rule of law to some extent limiting limited government free markets you know the, the idea the virtue of production yeah. right to a certain degree man i think and i don't mean to be critical of you i think in a way you're copping out of like suggesting i'm removed from this you can't pin see, me down and i, and think, I think that's and I think you're just angry that I don't fit into your box. <laughs> that could be no, seriously, right, right, right. So it's like a back and forth. I think, and I think D brought up a good point of like if you took the test again today after the conversation, that it would we've probably had, so, be a little different, right? But if Maybe. it's in the same sort of area after you take the test a hundred times, times, I think yeah. you have to agree that that does mean something about who you are and how you identify politically. I and that you do that. you you to a certain degree. Okay, but so let's say I take the test once a year. Sorry, let's say I, let's just I have a problem with your te- test uh, yeah, taking yeah. over and over. Let's say I take the test a hundred times over a hundred years. Okay, mm-hmm. and I get different results. Let's say the first fifty years I take it, I'm a left leaning authoritarian. Okay, and the mm-hmm. next fifty times I take it. I'm a very right-leaning libertarian, right. opposite sides of the spectrum. Well, Those say? average out into the middle. But we're no, not, no, we're, but, we're not but averaging anything out. Yeah, we're just, what it's saying, what, where what you that are shows, right now, in this point in time, you are there. And if you take it, the sure, fluctuations it just suggests show, that, sure, that you changed over time. And we're not saying who are you all time, but in this yeah, moment, how do in you this identify? Today. And that's kind of what that shows. Okay, so that, are you taking like, taking like the last 20 times I took the test and only looking at those? No, no, no. no. Yeah, see, the thing is like the test – te- you're, you're not has, looking into the, the test. The test is programmed with an underlying definition of – objective definition yes. Yes. of yes. each of these. And you go into it having to sort of agree to that. But right. you're also not putting your – you're removing the test from your everyday life and experiences too. Right. You're not taking right. into effect that the test – you know, depending on what happens in your everyday life, you can walk the, away from that. Might change, and, and that brings up a bigger thing too. You. you can sure, change like sure. twenty more times. Yeah, I think Fadi brings up a good point too, though. Of like, just because you answer things some way, does that suggest who you are as much as your actual lived actions every day? Like, I can say no, I'm I'd liberal, but you. if I'm I'd out here doing certain yeah. things, like, what actually defines you? Well, see, I, th- I think that's what it gets into. A your situ- actions, your thoughts. Well, see, I think that see, especially that gets in, actions. Though I think actions, actions are really the key thing. Yeah, well, I think it's see more so than actions. I think it goes straight to morals. Yeah, right. But your actions, what, what dictate? Well, what, see, morals do are your morals quick, dictate your how actions. You act, or how, do you your act actions? When, how you morals are how you right, act when nobody spectrum. is looking. Let's yes, put it that way. Yes, exactly. Let's so like, I can say That's I'm morally quick. against killing, but if I kill someone, am I morally against killing? Like I don't know. It's yeah, yeah, I don't know. If See, you it, kill it somebody, but morally you struggle with it in your head. Right, yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, that's yeah. all crime and punishment by Dostoevsky. I still that's never a, read it. Oh, please, you <laughs> have to. Is that a big one or is that a little one? It's not as big as like War the other. Yeah, that's oh, Tolstoy, though, Yeah, right? Tolstoy, yeah, yeah. Don't read that that's without hard. without a bottle of vodka. I gotta read I'm that. an infinite jest, man. You don't need to worry. I got my big book picked in life, all right? I don't move, okay? <laughs> there you go. There you go. You can't complain. So I guess like, you know, kind of to kind of to end this last little stride here day i guess now uh, or danny you didn't kind of give where you stand politically i guess 
would you would you would 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 you be comfortable saying you're politically animal of the left, a political animal of the left, or political animal of the right? Yeah, I think I I mean I call myself a leftist. There I you guess. go. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, perfect. See, that's. Uh, I think that, it's a quick way to describe someone, who I am. Yeah, and that's good. And I'm, I think I think yeah, I think that I think that's what labels do. It's a right. quick here it's an is icon. a yeah, it's an icon here. This is what I sort of you know represent. But if you want to know more, we can unpack, ta- unpack it all. Yeah. It's a suitcase. But if you don't want to know more, that person's just going to take that label and run with it and, and ascribe their then, own then, meaning then to the label. Then screw them. I mean, who cares what other people think? That, who cares about labels? That's my point. Right. Well, well then, some people maybe do. Maybe it's your fault for not like giving them a specific label. Yeah. Then you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't to want a certain to be, you have to pick a. I mean, no, yeah, no, oh. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't care what they think of me, though. Remember, <laughs> I don't care what labels you, they want to put on. You forgot that part. Too. Okay, but you just said a little like yeah, it sounded worse. Someone, yeah. yeah, yeah, it sounded like you cared. What about people, what? what people thought about you? <laughs> Damn it all! Politically, though. like you, it sounded like you cared what people subscribe to. Okay, so yeah, I guess that is a little bit. Someone it, else talk. We have, <laughs> five minutes. No, we got five minutes. Yeah, so I guess like the basic thing here, at least in my idea, is that labels are important primarily because in everyday conversation we don't get two hours to talk. Right, I don't get to sit here with everybody all the time for two hours uninterrupted and tell you what I think about politics or where I think about the left and right and what do I think about the nastiness of the left or the nastiness of the right and the wonderful, beautiful things of the left and the wonderful, beautiful things of the right. Very rarely do we have a chance to do that as you know political animals. Very rarely. But you know something we have to remember before po- – so politics to me is a technological jump. Before politics was warfare. Politics came in to be a mitigating fact, you know, to kind of reduce warfare and make in, in, encourage peace. That's the whole idea of politics. The whole idea of diplomacy instead of warfare is to encourage peace. So the new medium of conflict resolution. Yes, into a medium of conflict resolution. Kind of what you know you see in a parliament or a congress versus you know you know, warlords going to war as you would see in Somalia or in some other countries like that, right? Who they don't really have a productive state that does anything to protect their citizens. But granted, I think to kind of get into the last, you know, last four minutes of the show today, I would say that, you know, identifying left and right is important insofar as you take it. Like you don't see any value. You don't see that much value into it, Matt, Right. Like, or you would see some value, but not a lot of value, right? So I, would that be accurate? Yes or no? I like, see the value, but I'm just extra, extra wary of the ways that these labels can be misused. I agree. And I think everybody should have, you know, some type of understanding that la- you know, labeling people, putting people in a box is Making not Making something gray, black and white is dangerous. I agree. And I think that's why when you take any political ideology – it, there's more than just black and white in them. It's a lot of gray. But also suggesting gray suggests – like you could say, are you left or right? Left's white, right's black. You could so, yeah. say, I'm a gray in the middle, but you have Centrist. chosen to say that I – there is no white, black, or gray. These are made-up things that you're forcing on me. Yeah, so you're, you're saying like this is all a quote-unquote a social construct. But again, politics oh, is, it is a social yeah. construct. No, it is, and but that's the so way So are you left or right, Matt? Go. <laughs> According to the test, I'm a right-leaning libertarian. There we go. Okay. Thank you. It's a there we wow, go, bro. Yeah. Sudo, does um, it end it? Oh, last def- thoughts. Definitely left. Okay, fantastic. 
uh, classical libertarian. I do hold some conservative principles, though. Yeah, so you're conservatarian, conservative libertarian, conservative sure. classical liberal. Yeah. So I think – and I would consider myself a classical libertarian. I think it's good to kind of get that out so everybody kind of knows where we stand on social, <laughs> po- you know, economic we stuff. all over the place Yeah, today. all over the place today. And it's fine. It's good. That's kind of how a lot of these conversations tend to go because these things are so, you know, un – that's why this society, yeah. That's why the society is so messed up as it is currently right now, because no one really knows what anybody is talking about. When you say the left, 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 and then you know you have a MAGA hat on, are you talking about like principled people who are on the left? Or are you talking about communists, you know, tankies? Like, what are you talking right. about? Because if you still have a MAGA hat on after you know it, you, you see some some authoritarian principles come on, I mean, so are, are you? You're, well, the thing is, like, the thing is, like, what does that show about you? Right. And I think that's kind of what people need to realize is like politics at the end of the day is a way to mitigate conflict. It's conflict resolution. And politics also is a way for people to, you know, put out what they think is right in terms of a society. And, uh, and last word goes to anybody who wants it, who wants it. It's great to see the left win again. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) I mean, to me, it, it, it just comes down to this. As long as, you know, you live your life and, and I'm okay with freedom. Everyone's freedom mm-hmm. as long as you don't infringe upon mine. Yes. And I think if everyone adhered to that principle, everyone would be okay. They just get along with each other. I think that's beautiful. I think it's a great sentiment. And I think more people around the country and around the world should understand that and respect others' freedoms. So thank you guys for coming in today. Thank you for listening to the show. Look forward to the next show on foreign policy. Hopefully we can keep it a little tighter 